Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. My dear Medora man, you're thinking Intruder Alert, but it's actually going to be a bit of time travel, which I think we've done in this genie bottle before. Good evening and welcome once again to Madame Perry's Salon. I am your host, Cruise Director and Entertainment Spiritual Advisor, Madam Perry, and I'm delighted once again to bring you uh, fascinating people. Thank you to everyone who subscribes, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, Blueberry, wherever you find us, and subscribe and listen and download and share. I want to say a big hello out there to uh, my friend Kristen Lashley, who's listening, uh, Jasper Bart. James Spring, thank you so much. Uh, James Breen, also. Um, <laughs> so many delightful people. Uh, Duffy Odom, I think you're out there listening as well. And I'm just enchanted to have you here. Because of you, I'm able to have some cool people on like I've had lately, like I have coming up, and like I have tonight. And um, so let me just say... You know, if you've listened, you're fully aware, if you've listened to even a month's worth of shows, even a short amount of time, um, you're well aware that I'm quite a steampunk aficionado, and not only that, uh, I did do um, give a panel at Wild Wild West Con this year in Tucson, which um, I'll be back again next year. And hope you'll join me. By the way, before I get that, I have one more piece of business to get out of the way. First of all, if you would like to sponsor an episode of Madam Perry Salon, you can certainly do so. Just message me. Let me know either on Facebook or Twitter or my email address or through my business at jperryatlonewolfcom.net. And you can also find that address through the Lone Wolf Communications uh, site on uh well, on Facebook, on Instagram, and lots of places. Um, this is the last time I'm going to be able to offer here on the air. Um, if you are a writer, uh, musician, comedian, whatever it is you do, if you have books or CDs that you would like for me to hand deliver personally, to bookstores, uh, retail vendors in Amsterdam this month, let me know. You can message me uh, as Jennifer Maudette Perry on Facebook or through Lone Wolf Communications. Uh, You can message me as Madam Perry on Instagram, um, also on Twitter. 
let me know. There is only a small uh, small fee. It's a lot more affordable than you think. I will be there next week. I'm going to be giving some uh, presentations on DIY publicity for authors and musicians and all kinds of folks in the entertainment business because, as most of you know, that I am an entertainment publicist. That's what my business is all about. So if you want it or if you think you know somebody who would like that, let them know and they can message me for the details. And the other big demand for books, especially in English in uh, Amsterdam and the Netherlands, as well as think about a place where there's international travelers coming um, in and out too and people might want to pick up something for the uh, ride home or flight home or whatever. But anyway, as I was saying, um, I have been so blessed to have the most fabulous people say yes when I invite them on here. And sometimes um, I'm even luckier and they let me know they want to come. Tonight's guest, uh, two people, most of you know who's going to be on here, but they are a magnificent pair of people that I got to see personally uh, at Wild Wild West Con. The lady, and believe me, she's not just any lady. She is of the, she is, well, my gosh, you know what? I think I'm just going to go ahead and bring them in and let them introduce themselves. They are time-traveling, tea-drinking aficionados who are very fond of sharing their madcap brand of tea-centered merriment at steampunk events. And anybody that knows me even a little while knows I am a tea fiend. Um, I remember telling a, um, uh, my husband once, I came home and I said, I had a really hard day. I need a stiff drink. And he said, stiff drink. So for you, what is that, an extra tea bag? Anyway, I am delighted to have here tonight in Madam Perry's salon, right here in the genie bottle, sitting next to me, Madam Askew and the Grand Arbiter. Welcome to Madam Perry's salon. Hello. Thank you for having hello. us. Hello. Thank you so much. We're so. Hello, my dear. It's lovely to see you, my dear. So <laughs> I am so the Grand Arbiter, and of course, and of course, this is the Madam Askew. Um, we're just delighted to be here. We're a little bit discombobulated, so I apologize for any um, sense of malaise. I, I apologize. It, it could be, you know, um, it, it could be some technical items uh, on my end. I, I think, I, you know, I try. I try. But just like you people, I'm a little bit more comfortable sometimes, I think, in a, in a different um in a different time, but we do what we can different to make era. modern things. Different era, indeed. We do what we can to make modern conveniences convenient for us, uh, but who knows, every now and then. Let me ask you something. First of all, Madam Askew, Grand Arbiter, you two are so beloved, and I have been hearing about you and following you for years, and though I didn't get to actually say hello and meet you in person. I was at a panel, and I did take the oath Tea Scouts. I was in the back of the room standing up the whole time, but I was back there. (laughs) So you're officially a Tea Scout now. Indeed I am. Welcome to Tea Scouts. Well, thank you. Were you able to get all of your achievement pins at the event? No. No. 
<gasps> oh, well, nerd. we'll have to get you up to the next level next time. Oh, Absolutely. okay, good. No, there were so many people, and I didn't want to push in front of anybody. Like I said, I was just happy to be back there in the corner, in the back against the wall watching. And I even recall um, toward the end of the event somewhere, uh, Madam, you said, I remember you saying, can we all agree that corgis are the cutest dogs? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, we have strong opinions about corgis. It's true. And I think they, I they are you, the cutest. I, thought, <laughs> I, might have, I might have told you recently that we've had so many corgis here. Once we had four, uh, someone gave me a door knocker that said in Old English letters, uh, lettering Corgi Manor. So our home is considered Corgi <laughs> Manor to many people. <laughs> That's delightful. So I keep thinking, cool. oh my gosh, there's so much synchronicity we were meant to meet. But you were so Absolutely. Um, ad- admired and loved by everyone. And I want to ask you, first of all, um, what, okay, recently, or actually it was several months back, it was before Wild Wild WestCon, um, James Breen was on here with uh, your friend, other friends of yours. James is a friend of yours, I know, but also. Uh, the delightful Amy Wilder, and the enchanting oh, yes. Thomas Williford. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They and are delightful. When I asked them, oh, indeed, when I asked them, that group, I said, there is one thing I don't understand that I know I'm probably going to see while I'm there. Could somebody explain what is T-dueling? And before anyone <laughs> explains... Immediately, and I bet you know what I'm going to say, Thomas Williford said, it's the biggest waste of a biscuit I have ever seen. <laughs> Thomas is going to get a, an earful from us later on this next year if we oh, see him yeah, at Wild Wild Westcon. He will get an earful. My goodness. Mm. Oh, so cheeky. He's the cheekiest. A waste of a biscuit. I just, oh. <laughs> I know where he's coming from. It's true. It's coming from a place of avarice, of tea dueling skill. I, I do know. Well, it's okay. Maybe. I respect and understand his position. It's, it's also very possible, and, I, and I'm not making fun. It's also possible. We don't. I don't know a lot about his background. Maybe he comes from a, a, a place... Um, in his youth where they had biscuit insecurity. They didn't know where their next biscuit was going to be around. It was kind of an exotic item for them. So Maybe maybe. we're being insensitive. (laughs) It could be possible. Although I think that Thomas is coming from the school of um, really liking to savor his tea, and he may not be a dunker. It's possible he might not dunk at all. I mean, in some circles it's Scene is rude. It's true. It's true. Um, Madam Perry, do you understand how tea dueling works? Did you physically see it at Wild Wild WestCon, or should we give you like a quick recap of what the expectations are? I am so glad you asked because I didn't get to see it. I've tried to watch the videos. And for anybody else, and for anybody, for everybody listening, um, let me explain that the Grand Arbiter is the master of the tea jewel ceremony and the final word on any and all 
NFT dueling matters. And even on their website, well, it says if anyone tells you otherwise, they are fabricators with bustles of flame. <laughs> it's true. Um, we are a special source. Um, so the dueling is something that was uh, initiated in England by uh, Manuscu. You have a better grasp of the history. You're the histographer. Um, I am the histographer. No, it was um, initially the rules were codified by uh, Dr. Jeff and Tinker in England. And so they, they're sort of the grandmasters of tea dueling. But as we discovered in our tea dueling experiences, um, the Klingons also claim ownership of tea dueling. Oh. And we don't. We don't like to argue with Klingons, so right. We we, we practice of, a specific art of tea dueling. Matthew yeah. and I practice called um, Western territorial style tea dueling, special version of tea dueling, which is um, we'll call rowdy it and howdy. howdy and howdy and howdy and howdy. <laughs> yes, so. Um, we have a few minor alterations um, in terms of dunk times, and um, we're a little bit more fast and loose. We don't have a demerit system in the same way that some of the traditional structures do, because it's a dual merit. Also, is... No, go ahead, Arbiter. No, no. Uh, your merits are, are, are for, per, like, you either are successful or you have broken the rules and are unsuccessful. There is only, there are only two paths. <laughs> Failure <laughs> or success. Also, we have to T-Tool with, um, you know, cowboys and gunslingers as well as mad inventors. So we found it very beneficial for our health to be more flexible. No, also, it it preserves our teacup oh so much better because an angry yes. gunslinger with bone china is um it's a terrible sight to behold. It's a disaster waiting to happen. To be perfectly honest, it is. No, it's now. True. Wait, 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 wait. Back up just a second. And by the way, if you're listening and you would like to speak to Madame Askew or the Grand Arbiter, or even me, um. <laughs> you, you know, James, uh, somebody, James Springs sent a message. It's, it's the meeting of the madams. Um, <laughs> you can call. You can call in at six four six seven one six nine nine two two. That's uh, seven one. Oh, excuse me, six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Blog Talk Radio shows me it's a place to call in the continental U.S. Or you can send me a message on Facebook, like a lot of people do. Sometimes people are listening, and they can't—they don't have a phone available, or maybe they're on the day job, so they're having to sneak in their messages and just sneak it into Jennifer Modet M O D E T E Perry, and I will read your questions or comments to Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter. So whoa, 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 whoa! A porcelain teacup gunslinger. I mean, is there a a particular holster. I think I've seen a holster, but maybe it was just in a dream or something. No, oh, no there are no, lots they exist. of makers who make the teacup holsters at this point. So many. There's, it's a very common prop at this point. 
it's a wonderful accessory. Now, we have seen the creme de la creme of teacup holsters, I believe, Arbiter. Would you agree with me? I mean, we've seen, we've seen, a, I, I think that we have yet to see the platonic ideal of the teacup holster taken physical form, but we've gotten That's quite true. close. We have seen some beautiful ones. So if you know Doc Stone, he does a gorgeous teacup holster. Um, there's a wonderful oh, Doc gentleman. Doc Stone does some beautiful work. That's true. We're fans. We, we think he's very charming. We like his mustache. Um, and he's very good tea duelist also. Um, but there's also a gentleman in Wisconsin who goes to TeslaCon almost every year, and he makes gorgeous ones as well. Um, oh, my goodness. His name has entirely eluded me. I'm the worst. I apologize. It's, 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 it's fine. Um, so, yes, tea dueling is a, a quite honored sport in, in, uh, in the steampunk community at this point. Um, the primary rules of course, are to win the duel by, by maintaining and retaining all of your honor. Mm. And that is done by you, each competitor will be given their choice of tea, poured into a cup as is a general receptacle for said tea. Um, you then will be given a weapon of your choosing, which is usually um, in the United States, particularly in Western territorial tea dueling, we use the Pepperidge Farm chessmen as they have the correct velo- uh, viscosity for tea dueling. Would you agree, Madam? True. Oh no, they they have a very predict a predictable crumble factor, and the the crumble oh, yes. factor is key in choosing your tea dueling biscuits as uh, tea so, masters. Yes. And so after the biscuit has been chosen, they will raise those biscuits into the air, and then as a collective, we will count the count of dunk, which is a number number. in Laquitian geometry. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll count the dunk, and then we will dunk those biscuits into the tea. How many percent, what percent matters to you? It should be... It should be no less than 50% in Western Territorial tea dueling. Sometimes we have to up that number to 75, but typically we find 50 is sufficient. We call it drowning the horse. Yes, because there's a a maneuver in which you can measure. The uh, 50% line is the same space as the end of the horse's face on the night. And so we use the reverse as the measuring article at this point. We have a tendency yes. to see young tea duelists either t- dunk too hard or not enough. It's right. More often, actually, that they dunk way too hard. We see some 90 dunks on some novice tea duelists, and they're just and they're like all right. the way in there. I'm surprised that their entire hand isn't in the teacup at that point. Occasionally, they do get their fingertips in there because they're feeling oh, they get, that, and they're, they're scalding themselves at that point because that is not some cold, chilled tea. This is not oh, no. some Southern Bell's, you know, no dance party. This is some. These are some bitter, burning embers. 
Um, it, it, I mean, we try not to have it be so bitter, but it is very hot. It's boiling tea when we serve it. So we encourage people to be careful so that they don't actually burn themselves. So that's, that's, after that's we count nice to you. five, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we try to make sure they don't burn themselves. After How we count to five, they'll raise those biscuits out and the duel has begun. The duel is won by the, the last person to cleanly eat their biscuits. You must eat 90% or more in a single bite or a nom to be considered a clean nom and we have the opportunity for potential victory. However, as Madam Askew will tell you, there is a number of ways to lose. Oh, so many ways to lose. We, we focus on three specific ones. Um, the splash, when you lose your bicky into your teacup, which creates shame tea. That's, that's not very tasty. We don't recommend drinking it. We won't stop you, but we don't recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the least bad way you can, you can lose, although the tea is spoiled. Uh, there's the splatter when you lose your biscuit on any surface. It is not your person, not your teacup. Um, that's a bit dodgy, as you could potentially open a rift in the space-time continuum. So we're very careful with that one. And then, Arbiter, you're not going to make me say it, are you? I mean, I have spoken <gasps> of many of the rules, and it is your oh, responsibility yeah. to explain <gasps> the remainder. It's the worst. It's the most. Oh, it's so <laughs> terrible. It's the sludge. <laughs> yes, the sludge. Ah, that's when. That's when you lose your biscuit upon your person, and <gasps> you are covered in shame. Oh, so much shame. Yes. We have to, in general, banish you from the steampunk community for a minimum of five seconds before we can return you back to the fold, cleansed of your shame. Uh, Yeah, no, five seconds. It's very painful. It's a a brutal time. It's true. I usually need an extra tea after that. Oh, no, it's true. Um, I mean, you always need at least three, like, just to get through the first round. Um, That's true. (laughs) um, But uh, those are the general basics of tea dueling. The goal is, of course, the clean nom. There's so many different strategies that go into it, though. The clean nom. That's that's 90% or more in your mouth in one go. And. You know, we always request that people do not make us measure because that's very awkward for everyone. So well, and we, then we had this rules lawyer who showed up at one event and, uh, had to, and, oh and asked, well, do we need to tell you where it goes after? And no. we were very confident in that we do not need to know no. what happens to the biscuit after you've consumed it. If it's that's in your true. mouth 90% or more, that's it. That's the that's the amount of information we need to know. If it that's goes true. somewhere else afterwards, that is not something we're going to like really put a lot of effort into like identifying. In fact, we prefer not to. We're going to avoid that we'll investigation. We'll keep the mystery alive at that point. Yes. 
We like the romance, <laughs> the mystery, the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, he dueling is a fairly, um, it's a fairly uh, accessible activity. We have a lot of different kinds of folks who access it, and there's a lot of different ways to participate which we've actively added rules in for alternate participation methods to make it easier for those with certain dietary or physical restrictions to participate because part of our goal as um, um, hosts and, um, and presenters is to provide a more ex- um, accessible inclusive. experience. Yes, inclusive. Inclusive and accessible. We want as many people to have fun as possible. So, and we don't want something like, you know, um, a health issue to prevent a person from having fun with us. And so we, we've come up with some, you know, methodologies of uh, making it as accessible as we can. Oh, yeah, right. That's that our, is, like, that is primary goal. Well, that is that is marvelous. It makes it, it makes a wonderful thing even better. And I want to ask you some more things while I still have time with you. And remember, if you have a question, you want to call in 646-716-9922. And, or you can message in. And I do have some questions coming messaged in. But also, I've got a I gotta say, regarding the biscuit, has anyone ever challenged you on the biscuit? By that I mean, has anyone ever challenged you that maybe a biscuit was fixed? Oh yes. Oh. Oh my oh, goodness. Yes. The biscuit. We, we, There's so <laughs> many different problems with the biscuit. That's a oh, reoccurring oh, yes. challenge. Because so, uh, we do things. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, do you want to go first, or should I? Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. You go you first. You go first, oh, my dear. You are free. Right. No, Thank Madam Skew, you, you oh. beauty before everything else. Oh, you delightful creature. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we have had concerns about Vicky tampering. Um, we've had people come to us with, of, co- of course, you know, concerns that the Bickies were stale, which is absolutely the most low-key problem. We just... We get rid of those bickies. We get fresh ones. It's really a simple change. But occasionally there are concerns that um, the chemist tea girls or the agents of Lipton or the Caffeinotti have potentially poisoned the biscuits. And that is much We have more many enemies. <laughs> challenging. All right. We have many so, villains actively <laughs> pursuing our destruction. <laughs> Um, what's also particularly interesting is the um, so because we use Western territorial style, one of the striking differences between Western territorial style um, and um, and traditional tea dueling is the presentation of bickies is actually fundamentally different. Um, yes. So in Western in in traditional tea dueling. You choose your weapon face down, so you don't know which um, chess icon, Bicky, you're choosing before you select it, because there's a concern of a perceived like advantage to certain Bicky shapes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in all Western right. territorial, we make it so that it's all face up. It's all we 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 create mm-hmm. true transparency to create the best possible experience because we found that people have an emotional attachment to a specific Bicky shape and that they it's would true. prefer to use that weapon over and over and over and over forever. It's true. Some people have lucky Bickies, so they really want to use that specific one. Um, so, And also, we're, we're not cautious people, so we just threw caution to the wind and we put all of our Bickies out there. Everyone. And if, if someone is using some scientific <clears throat> algorithm to determine the best possible picky, at that point, they've won. They've done too much math. We are defeated. That's true. We're not mathy. Oh. Okay, well, there's so much more I've got to find out. And you guys have just opened. You, I'm just aghast at all the exciting um, aspects <laughs> of which I was not aware. Uh, but before, because I've only got about 15 more minutes with you, so there are things I want to get in, uh, conversations. By the way, folks, uh, the website is Madam Askew, that's M-A-D-A-M-E-A-S-K-E-W.com. If you go to that website, you're going to find massively uh, just a, a treasure trove of information. It's uh, about the Madame Askew, the Grand Arbiter, uh, the Entourage, including interns and merrymakers, professionals and protagonists, and Namarata and enemies. Uh, they will also about how you can find them. They can entertain you. They have, uh, they can, well, I guess set up and, and arbitrate and, uh, and teach you how to do compliment dueling, tea dueling. Uh, you're going to be at the Gaslight. Uh, help me with this. The um, Gaslight Expo. Gaslight Expo. Yes, yes. And when is that? It's the first weekend in October. Yes, so it's 5th through the 7th. Okay, October 5th through the the 7th. So check that out. In San Diego. Okay. Love San Diego. uh, I I gather you've done that one before. You've been there before. I think I've seen pictures. Oh, Oh, yeah. oh Madison, have we been there before? Have we ever uh, ever yes. partaken of the <laughs> Gaslight Expo once before? We have. We we love this convention. It's our home away from home. Um, <laughs> Wild Wild West Con in in the Sonoran Desert is our our home convention. But Gaslight Expo is our home away from home. So it's very much mm-hmm. every year. It's a homecoming for us. We see so many friends there, and we have an opportunity to make new friends every year, too, which is absolutely um, one of our great pleasures in life. But it's very warm sort of family atmosphere when we arrive, and there's a lot of festivity and welcoming feeling, which we love. You know, I have to say this. When I went to, you know, James had tried to talk me into going to Wild Wild West Con before, and a girlfriend mm. and I were going to go. It fell through. But I finally went this year. I have to say my apprehension was that I don't mind going places alone. I'm perfectly fine going to dinner, a movie, a show, or anywhere alone. But I often find that 
for adults, sometimes people aren't welcoming, though, or they just seem like you've walked in their territory. I have to say, going into Wild Wild West Con, uh, it was very warm, very friendly. I never felt like a fifth wheel. People were very, um, yeah, made me feel very welcome. Uh, James Spring, whom you know, and he is also he also has a podcast. It's called the Creative Play and Podcast Network, which has got a lot of a steampunk, also role playing games, you know, gamer stuff on there. He had a couple of things to say, a couple of questions. Um, he asked me, and by the way, Miss. Grand Arbiter, I know that you have your own tea. I'd like to know about that. But James says, "Oh, we both, Madam Askew and I ask, both uh, do." Okay, he says, "He says, um, Madam, ask Madam Askew where she gets her tea, and ask her, ask about the gunpowder tea incident." Oh, um, oh. So <laughs> we get our tea frequently, as often as we can. Honestly from um, our friends at the Tea Punk Teas. We love them. They're very dear. And they did make two teas, one for the Arbiter and one for me. So it's very easy to bribe us for our affections that way. But we already <laughs> loved them. So it was sort of, you know, they'd already won the, the our affections. But um, so we often go with them. However... Gunpowder green tea, incident singular, Mr. Springer. There have been many gunpowder green tea incidents. Um, we have some some issues in our tea laboratory where we perfect our tea dueling teas, and gunpowder green tea is the most unstable, the most unpredictable. So occasionally we have some explosions. And um, some things happen, and we lose interns. Poor Sweet Bernard was the most recent. Oh, he was splattered. Completely, completely. I just don't even remember what he looks like anymore, because that's all I can remember. Mm. Oh, that's a shame. I keep keep a photo of all of our interns. Arbiter, I can refresh your memory. Uh, I mean, Bernard, you say that, but the last time you showed me a photo and you were like, this is Bernard, and we turned it around, and on the back of it said, Reginald, as though this was some other person. So I question your memory of our interns. <laughs> um, Reginald is quite healthy, I believe, I think. I'm not 100% positive on that. But we do have some interns who are quite well, so they've survived. No, I know you're beloved. I know people are crazy about you. I've seen people follow you out of a building and walk as if they were trying to touch, both of you touch your raiment for a blessing. However, (laughs) I hope you're not, it sounds to me like you're playing fast and loose with these interns. Well, um, they're all, um, they're all free range interns from, from all over, and they really, in general, they really leave with a sense of purpose, and they, and they definitely leave with all of their limbs usually intact. That's true. And, you know, in grand steampunk style, it's safety third, never safety first. So they, they embrace that. 
they they <laughs> understand the yeah. they understand the risks they take on when joining the entourage. That's a the same risks that Madam and I have taken for a number of years that we won't share with you because age is <sighs> just a number and not necessary to share. <laughs> So also you're you're immortal arbiter, so it's you know. I mean, it's not as though you're some sort of sort of um, mortal chicken yourself, my dear. That's true. <laughs> okay. Well, I I'm just saying. I guess then what you're then trying to like I said, I was having some concern there, but then I I suppose they they're aware that if they're down for the cost, so to speak, for the tea, that that is maybe possibly the price of admission, and so. And it's just yeah, fun no, to be in It's true. Yeah, no, and they're unpaid interns too, of course, because like um, many 19th century individuals were very bad about the whole employment situation. <laughs> well, fortunately, we've moved. There's, there's, there's more of them that are, they're, they're paid by the, uh, the Grand Arbiter of Madame Askew Fund which is a, a, a fund that we use to ensure that our interns are well-fed and taken care of emotionally and physically throughout their career at Madame Askew. We don't necessarily pay them ourselves. The funds come from somewhere else. But it's fine. Don't worry. I promise it's fine. Okay. You, it's okay. okay. You can, Everything is fine. I promise. Sweetheart, everything is above board and beautiful. <laughs> Grand Arbiter, my beloved. Put down the teaspoon. You don't have to dig anymore. We're going to go to another subject. Okay, good. At the, the, uh, I believe, at the Gaslight Expo, is there going to be something um, called a steampunk sewing challenge, I've heard? Oh, oh yeah. No, that's an ongoing um, project all year. That we started at the beginning of this year, um, and each month there's a prompt, and so we invite people to use the prompt to inspire them either to make something new, or to tackle a new skill, or to show off something they've already made, or something in progress. Um, So, you know, steampunk is just full of beautiful creations and so many marvelous, talented makers. The props really tend to take a lot of center stage. And we wanted to sort of shine a spotlight on the costume element of steampunk and also encourage people to try out some sewing or some hot glue or, you know, stapling, whatever works for them to marry fabric into a costume <laughs> so okay yeah, no, I, I, I like that oh, oh thank you <laughs> yes we do Great have fun. some new things that we'll be having at expo which is we will be having our this is, i think our second big run on uh the tea scouts where we will have a new wave of of achievement pins so that someone That's can true. rise the ranks of the tea scouts which is the, the new thing, because it'll be the first time at Gaslight Expo that we'll have the Tea Scouts, because the Tea Scouts were introduced this March at Wild Wild West Con. That's right. So we'll be doing oh. um, six different quest chains, and uh, at the end of those quest chains, people get 
an achievement badge and so they can sort of level up as tea scouts. Okay, so we've got the so they'll get the badges and which I I did not get the badge, but um it's just so there's just so much to do. And um Okay, just so we're clear, we're in Madam Askew and I do way too much stuff. We do a daily live, we do a weekly live cast twice a week, Fridays and Saturdays. We have our Patreon where we have special projects that are secret that you can only get from seeing our Patreon. If you think that we're going to be able to explain all the things going on, I am just, I'm, I'm so sorry, but we are very busy folk. And only in this very moment have I realized that we have sort of stretched ourselves very all over the place. <laughs> but we like okay. it. We we like, well, I mean, some of us are workaholics, so we like to be busy. <laughs> well, I, I just think, is, you know, if, if that's your groove, dig it. You know, don't let anybody stand Absolutely. in the way. And I also wanted to say, too, I really appreciate the entire philosophy behind this, the ongoing steampunk sewing challenge because um, in, in high school in, in, uh, they used to have home economics and in the, in the quarter of uh, sewing I made an F uh, even with doll clothes I was impatient I didn't sew them I stapled them I think this bobbin thing is, a, is just a, a handmaiden of Satan I don't understand it oh and, my. and I've got to say you know so yes I stapled the doll clothes that I made I am I'm willing to go in there and be hot I am hot, I don't know how to use a hot gun but I'm hot gun curious okay I am uh, open to open the to trying is as a non-sewer so Madame Askew makes me all my clothes because I'm an incompetent adult in this particular arena <laughs> and that is okay I have it my is. own sets of skills it's very important that we recognize that I have very different skills to Madame Askew but I can hot glue with like a champ. It's a particularly easy thing to do. The big challenge is not burning yourself, and you already have to avoid that if you choose to drink tea. So as long as you know how to drink tea safely, you should be able to use a hot glue gun. Is my logic here. (laughs) (laughs) I like that logic, Arbiter. That's very good. Yeah, no, um, uh, the Arbiter and I have different but very compatible skills. Um, one of his skills is that he looks beautiful in everything I put on him, which is a really great skill that I appreciate deeply. <laughs> um, and so she puts on clothes and they're just hideous. And so she's not like a striking vision at every moment of every day of her um, entire existence. Thank My you. Lord. So, Lord Anubis indeed. <laughs> I just posted a few minutes ago a picture of Madame Askew in battle dress, uh, drinking tea, oh, and a few oh, other people. Yeah. Even I found a picture, a picture, several pictures of uh, a teacup holsters and, and posted one as well. Um, guys, I've got just a few minutes left. I'm going to tell everyone again, MadameAskew.com is the website. If people go, they can find out how to um, have you at their event or their um, con whatever kind of um, magnificent soiree they are holding, they can find out how to get you in the the marvelous programs uh, and the marvelous educational and entertaining programs you offer. I will have Matt with you and the Grand Arbiters. You're welcome. I will have their 
uh, <laughs> social media, on all of my social media. And next week we'll have uh, from Crystal Lake Publishing, um, Laura Blackwell, Gemma Files, and Lucy A. Snyder. It's going to be Tales of the Lake, Volume 6. Also, our buddy Kenneth W. Kane. Hey, thanks to all the steampunk folks that have been messaging and saying, I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. James Springs says, this is definitely a fun episode. Um, <laughs> he's enjoying Madam, well, we you. were just happy to have. We were just happy to be here more than anything. Thank you so much for your Absolutely. invitation. We're very moved. Well, thank it you because so lovely. You, as I told James Breen, it was very difficult to get you because you folks are very, very popular and very busy. So, folks, if you want them, you had better let. You had better go. Go for it now. You had better plan ahead. I think you're magnificent. I love you, and everyone, thank you for listening to Madam Perry Salon and what I always say, Grand Arbiter, Madam McHugh, everybody's got to Good night, folks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.